0: how to just say yes to your next business idea. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray, and you can find me over at choosetohaveitall.com, where I'm a mindset and performance coach for online business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. I help them live their best lives and run their best businesses. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to dive into a thing that I think a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners struggle with. How do you take an idea and turn it into an action. What do you do with an idea? How do you know which ideas, when you have all the ideas to pick? Which one has validity? Which one is worth your time? And which one leaves you barking up the wrong tree? At its best, I hope that this show becomes a mini mindset lab in action, where we practice mindset strategies, problems, and struggles in real time, so we can get real answers. And today's episode started with the episode I did yesterday. Um, it was a call-in show. I'm hoping you caught it, and if not, do take a listen to yesterday's show after listening today's show, if you haven't, because you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. The start. of this podcast started with an idea. Honestly, in all sincerity, it started with an idea in 2015. My husband was sick. It had been I don't even know how many months into his illness. I was in the ICU. I had recognized that owning my own mental health practice wasn't fulfilling me anymore. I knew I wanted more, and I started listening to business podcasts, basically to help me learn how to run an online business, how to find my own next idea, and how to chart a new path for myself. And I think it was in an ICU waiting room where I thought to myself, man, someday I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to host my own show, and I'm going to be helping people just like the podcast hosts that I'm listening to are helping me now. And it took two damn years to make happen. Why? Because uh, I told myself I didn't know all the things. I told myself I couldn't get the tech down. I told myself it was too complicated, that I was brand new to the online space and nobody would come and listen to me. And I had to build the know, like, and trust factor with people in an online audience before they'd follow me over to a podcast. I told myself that it wasn't a money-making activity. And if I was starting my second business, I needed to focus my energy on tasks that made Money. Any of this sound familiar? We talk ourselves out of ideas all the time, mostly because we get scared or we get intimidated by the process or we get stumped on a question and we forget that everything in today's day and age is Googleable. Anything you don't know, you can find out if you're willing to do a search for it. But most often, we don't turn ideas into action, either because we lose motivation, we lose a belief in ourself, or we simply get scared. I I think if I'm honest and I look back on it, I, I chose it a little bit based on priorities. I really did think I needed to build a business before I built a podcast, but I also really didn't think anybody would listen to what I had to say, so I just kept putting it on the back burner. And this week on Monday I had an idea for the show and by Tuesday I was putting it into action. That's how hap- how it can happen sometimes and how quickly it can change when you make a choice to turn an idea into action. So let me back up. When I was in the ICU dreaming of my podcast, the one show I never heard that I was dying to hear was simply live coaching in action. Somebody calling in with their personal situation and the host answering the question. I looked for that show. I wanted that show. I found a couple, but they didn't really measure up to my expectations. And I knew all along that I wanted that one to be mine. And yesterday, I made it happen. Stay tuned, and I'll tell you more. I'm calling this show My Little Podcast That Could. When I started it and I was using the Anchor FM app, I didn't have any faith or belief in it that I was going to become something important. I certainly didn't know that I was going to come to care about it so much or that I was going to really be lit up by it. I really didn't know what would happen next. But the Anchor FM app came across my news feed allowed me to record audio at a time that I was getting bored with Facebook, so I said yes to that. Then it gave me the option to start a podcast. I said yes to that. And I've been running it Monday through Friday most weeks for a little over a month now. And it's a series of saying yes. It's a series of, am I going to have enough ideas for the rest of the week and figuring it out as I go along. It's a series of, will people find this boring and interesting and saying it anyway. It's a series of asking myself questions that could stop me or trip me up in fear at any point in time and just pressing play and going for it and seeing what happens next. The show I always wanted to run was that coaching show where somebody calls in and I just simply do live coaching. I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago and a colleague was talking to me and she was saying, I'm just still finishing up for my last, you know, paying off my last coaching program. I'm not ready to invest in someone else until I pay that off, but I'd really like your two cents on something. And I set off the chain, like kind of like off the hook, you know, off the cuff a little bit and said, oh, I've always wanted to do one of those like coaching, you know, free call and, you know, podcast episodes. If you ever wanted to join me for something like that, maybe we just do a free call and we turn it into a podcast episode. And then uh, when we got back into town, we scheduled it and we made it happen. I didn't know how to do any of it. I didn't know how to upload audio to the Anchor FM app. I didn't know how I was going to take a call that I recorded on the web and get it into my app and upload it, create a podcast episode. I didn't know how to do any of it. And if I had stopped to ask myself that question, I never would have done it. And this plan that I started in 2015 would have waited even longer. The show I wanted to do, where I just offered free live coaching on the air, would have waited if I just said I needed to learn all the things first, or if I wanted to try and practice first, if I wanted to listen to the episode and make sure other people would find it interesting first. At some point, the first step from taking an idea and turning it into action is that you have to care enough about it to say yes. If it's just a passing thought or uh, someday I could do this, someday I might try this, wouldn't it be great if I could, and there's no real passion or desire behind your idea, the odds of you putting that into practice and making it real are smaller. So when you're asking yourself, which ideas do I really take time to sort of think through, plan and implement versus which ideas do I just go with and see what happens next, You have to check your passion level at the door because when you don't have all the things planned, when you don't know all the answers, you have to care enough about what you're doing to be willing to find out. And this idea, this thing that I had been thinking about, kind of like not nonstop, I'm not obsessive, I wasn't thinking about it every day, but anytime I listened to a bad podcast episode, it would occur to me when I said, oh, I could do that better, I know how I would would do that if given the chance. It would cross my mind and I would put it off to the side, but I've been thinking about this on and off for years. That's why when this idea came to me, I found myself saying it out loud and I just went with it and I recorded the coaching call like I use all my other coaching calls and I knew that every time I do that, I always get an audio file. I knew on some level that Anchor FM must allow you to upload audio, so I didn't figure it all out out right away. I just said yes and then did the next step. When you think about your idea, what's your next step? If it's not fear that trips people up when they're planning their next idea and how to turn it into action, it's that they think they need to do all the things and know all the things and have all the questions asked and answered before they move that really sort of undermines you. It takes away your power, it takes away your control, and it implies that you're incapable of figuring it out. I think that when we decide we need to know all the things before we take a step, we're disempowering ourselves. We're playing small and we're decreasing the chances that that idea is going to turn into an action, that it will ever come to fruition. I understand that. You can't run with every idea. And if that's what you hear me saying on the show, I, I hope you recognize that you're not really listening. Like, obviously, like some of the things need to be researched and planned and you need to get information on, but only so much information, because at some point it does become about the first step, the next step. The wait and see factor. You can choose to move on an idea and not know how the story is going to end. Wanting to know how the story is going to end is about avoiding failure, avoiding rejection, and deciding ahead of time that an idea is only worth pursuing if you don't have to waste your time to get it done. And most often, we can't keep that promise anyway. Ideas take a life of their own. And we have to be willing to chase the tail, follow the thread, and see something through. Oh, excuse me. Caught my breath. I'll be right back. How's that for modeling perfectly imperfect action, huh? Sorry about that. In any case, thanks for sticking with me. And here we go. So what I was saying is that when you try to tell yourself that you need to know all the things, have all the information, you're undermining yourself and you're undermining your ability to see something through. You're telling yourself a story that you have to play small. And when we do that, that's the tale we end up chasing, the playing small tale, because we tell ourselves it's too complicated, our spouses would never back us up. Who would like the idea? Who am I to be the one doing the idea? You you know all the questions and you know all the doubts. But if you have an idea that you really care about, something you want to pursue, something you want to learn, something you want to explore, and that idea is not going away, I would urge you to only learn what you need to get started, to take the first step and then the next step. You only need to focus on the next thing. In fact, there's a book out there, I'm not sure of the author author offhand, but there's a book, and I think it's called The One Thing. And it's this idea that you're only focusing on the one thing you have to do next. You're not focusing on all the steps. You're not focusing on the end zone. You're just focusing on what you need to do right now. And if you think about ideas you've had, things you've wanted to pursue, um, plans you've wanted to make, places you've wanted to go, the list goes on and on. And most often when you ask yourself, why didn't this happen? It's because you censored yourself. You told yourself it would take too much time. You told yourself it might take too much money. You undervalued the point of it all. You assumed people would have a problem with it and it could create conflict or some other, you know, uncomfortable, hard conversation. Or it would simply make you vulnerable and it wasn't worth the risk. Now, tech is my gremlin, if there ever was one, because I am just known for messing it up all the time. I am not, like, intuitive when it comes to it. There every There's things that other people can easily figure out, and that's just never going to be me. But this episode that I gave you yesterday was really important to me. I wanted to make it happen. So even though I knew I wasn't really well tech-informed, especially when it came to audio, even though I wasn't quite sure how to navigate it through the app and that I needed to probably make a couple of extra steps. I was willing to figure it out and I was willing for it to come out imperfect. And there are a couple of things that if I go back to the episode I really do wish I changed. There's a weird sound at the beginning that I tried to edit out before the episode actually started and every time I tried to do it I cut off too much and I lost my patience and gave up and you know, kept this stupid sound in there. But I took action. I was willing for it to be imperfect for the larger goal. I took a chance on myself and on the other person that we could deliver the goods to the point where a stupid audio blip at the beginning of an episode would be forgotten 30 seconds later. But those are the steps and decisions I made. At each question mark, at each doubt, I still moved forward. I could give you all the tips and strategies on how to research your idea. I can offer you all the ways you do market research, the way you do a soft launch, the way you can offer a beta launch, and all the things. But what it comes down to is what it usually comes down to when you're talking to me, the power of choice, the power of just saying yes. And if you don't care enough about the idea, it's going to be really hard to do that. So, you save this for the ideas and the things that matter that have become important to you. And when you say yes, you remind yourself that everything is figure outable. That's a uh, care of Marie Forleo. She's an online business owner, and that's one of her lines. Or, like I like to say, everything's Googleable. I don't think anyone's stolen that one yet. But you're capable of figuring it out. You're capable of pivoting when you hit a dead end. You're capable of asking people's you know, opinions and getting feedback, trying something on for size, recognizing that it's not working, taking a new direction. You are capable. You just have to decide that you want it badly enough. Of course as I hear myself telling you this I practically can hear you yelling back at me all the things I don't know and all the things I haven't considered and why it isn't just so easy that you just say yes and you take a step and you take another step. And I'm here to tell you that there's a couple of ways you can stack the deck. Um when you have an idea that matters and you're committed to saying yes to it and you don't know how it's going to turn out you're living in vulnerability. You're living in bravery and sort of being that like self-conscious, self-doubting self self that we sometimes all find ourselves in, that skin that's kind of itchy and uncomfortable and that we want to get out of super quickly. But there's a couple of ways to stack the deck. First, you got to know your people. You have to know who you can go to with your wackadoo idea that only you really care about and the person who's going to listen and be excited with you. They don't even, even have to understand the idea. They just have to be excited with you. The person who's going to tell you, you know what, if you, this idea doesn't work, yeah, I'll meet you for the glass of wine, I'll have the chocolate ready, or we'll go pound it out at the gym together. But whatever happens, you'll be fine. You also want to know your go-to places where you get your questions answered. I'm a member of an online business coaching community. So that's the first step I go to. When I feel like I need to talk to people more ex- who are like higher up on the ladder or have been in it for a while, I have my mentors that I talk to. But I know that like in the area of ideas, I know people in different areas of expertise and I'm comfortable with asking for help. That's the best way you can stack the deck. I'm in the middle of a cross-country move. We're going to be moving in a couple of months uh, from Boston to California, and I feel like I'm adulting on a, no, a whole new level for the first time. We've already bought our first home, but now we're selling our first home, and I've never done that before. And there's all kinds of questions that I have, so I just am unafraid to ask questions, even if it makes it look like I don't adult very well, even if it makes people. Scratch their heads. This is my first time. I'm going to treat it like my first time. And I'm not going to expect myself to know all the answers, but I'm going to be unafraid to ask for help. That's the promise you need to make for yourself. Know who your people are. Know who your experts are. Be unafraid to ask for help. And then next, a little unapologetic confidence goes a long way. It's okay to be excited about your idea, to believe in it to think that it has a point, to recognize that even if it doesn't make a difference to everyone, it might make a difference to one person and that is reason enough to do it. Again, that circles us back to the idea of choice and the power you have to choose yes or to choose no. It will always come down to you, but you can build the resources. You can stack the deck in terms of time and communicating to spouses or partners or family members about what's gonna be asked of you You can ask people specifically for their support, but if you don't choose and decide that this is going to happen, you've simply set a goal and you haven't made a plan. You want to take that idea into action, you say yes, and you focus on the next thing. Sit with that for a bit. Let me know what you think about it. Um, tell me where you, you know, landed on yesterday's episode two. My email address is heather at choose to it And if you want to continue the conversation, certainly find me over at Facebook at, uh, choose to Facebook group as well. Um, and then in the meantime, you just hang tight and I'll be coming back into your earbuds tomorrow. Looking forward to talking to you then. Thanks so much and have a great day.